Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode one. Our introduction to uh, our our little project, New Planet. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Aiden. I'm Xander. Aiden Hirsch. I guess we should be on a full name basis here. Oh, well, uh, I'm Xander Kipp. If, uh, where we're going full names. There we go. Um so yeah, this is our first episode of New Planet, N-E-U Planet. Like neutral. Like neutral. Um, and yeah, we're going to introduce ourselves, introduce what we're going to talk about here, and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, I'll start. My name's Aiden Hirsch. I'm from Marin County uh, in California, in the Bay Area, and... I went to high school there, went up to Washington State, to Western Washington University. Yes, uh, Xander is a Washingtonian, so that's where we met. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I studied anthropology and astronomy there. Two not very related subjects and not really related to things that we're going to be talking about on this uh, podcast, but... um, yeah, I kind of have pushed my way into climate change and sustainability, the subjects that we're going to focus on here. And now I have arrived at this point where I'm on a podcast talking about those things. So, yeah. Nice. So, a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, I grew up in Woodenville, Washington for most of my life. Uh, I went to Seattle University and I studied cell molecular biology, got a minor in chemistry. And uh, I identify as a scientist for sure, but just my awareness of the environment and environmentalism really kind of came into my life more around junior year when I was taking environmental ethics or just taking an ethics class. And we started talking about environmental ethics and really talking about the impact that individuals have on the environment. And it really made me more aware of my impact as a person. So I've just kind of been... Trying to, I've just been changing my lifestyle to impact the environment more positively. And, you know, Aiden and I, are, we've connected over sustainability and we really want to create this community around that. So welcome to our podcast where we're just going to be discussing what's happening in the environment. You know, good stuff, bad stuff, neutral stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess for me, um, yeah. I never really got into this subject in an activist kind of sense until very recently. It was always like something that I was interested in. And, you know, I'd read the news about, um, let's see, I don't know. What's an example? Like, I mean, well, maybe a couple of years ago when we left the Paris agreement or just everyday things of, of like, we've reached a certain parts per million of CO2 in the atmosphere. Like I know recently that was 415 parts per million, which is something that we haven't reached for, since millions of years ago, hundreds of millions of years ago, I don't remember exactly how many years ago, but we were not existing at that point is the point. Lots of years a ago. A lot of years ago. Um, so yeah, just always listening and reading about those things and it was just discouraging. But then I guess recently found some free time to kind of educate myself more about the issue. I got pretty deep into the book. Um, this Changes Everything by Naomi Klein which is a very good book that I recommend. And that just kind of, yeah, it 
I couldn't really see myself just sitting around and taking it anymore. I kind of felt like I actually needed to do something about it. And I guess it was maybe like my aha moment, like, oh, like maybe I should stop sitting around feeling sorry for like the world and myself and actually try to do something about it. So yeah, this is kind of where I am now. Yeah. First step on a, on a journey towards a neutral lifestyle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, we can get into more about this podcast and what our goals are for it. Um, I guess a question I wrote down was what are we trying to get out of this podcast? Um, what do you think? Hmm. So I think this podcast for me is really an avenue for education and data to really create awareness around a specific topic or industry that we're interested in for the, that period of two weeks. So we're, we want this to kind of be a, a bi-weekly experience and we have an Instagram, check us out, new planet, NEU, like neutral, you get it, <laughs> you're here already listening to us, but uh, we want to kind of create content that's relevant for the specific topic that we're going to cover that the that week and just really create this community around sustainability. So it's kind of uh, the data to drive us in a specific direction. And then the community really enforces that accountability t- for action and really working together to make some changes and make some moves because like you can only do so much as an individual person and we are a summation of people. So we need to work together to really make a difference and strive towards that. So this podcast is kind of like our first point of contact and really being a platform for conversation and data and science to really create a community around sustainability. So sustainable community. Yeah. The community is like probably the word that gets thrown around the most when we talk about this, this podcast and everything and community awareness. These are a couple of things I wrote down, um, like knowledge. We want it to be like fact based. Um, we don't want it to be discouraging. Like we don't want it to be like we're, reading the news over here and just talking about the negative stuff we want. I mean, you know, you need the negative stuff in order to feel motivated to actually do something about it. You know, that's when it gets really bad. That's when I feel the angriest or the like most motivated to do something about this problem. So we want people to get that emotion within them, but we want to also empower them to be able to do something about it. And yeah. So for us, our goal essentially is to be able to create that community um, through spreading awareness and knowledge about the subject and hopefully making something big. I mean, our long-term goal is, you know, a larger community and a movement essentially around the subject. So, so we kind of want the format to be like, here's the data on a specific industry. And then here are things that you can take away as an individual to make an impact inside of that specific industry. And then kind of lastly, here are things you can be aware of to take to your community or institutions that's relevant for that specific industry or topic that we're talking about for that episode. And then we really want to just uh, end it off with some positive news in climate change or sustainability or anything of the sort. So really just kind of ending on a good note, but 
kind of sandwiching it with data and action and some jokes and some goofs and some gaps. Yeah. Who knows? We're going to have yeah, some fun. Part, part of the so. things that um, I wanted the listener to get out of it, you know, like I said, motivation, inspiration, facts, um, but like enjoyment is a big part of it too, because we want people to be able to learn and also enjoy things at the same time and want to listen to our voices and, you know, we don't want it to just be super boring or anything like that. So yeah, we're pretty excited about those goals. Hopefully we'll be able to achieve them. Um, yeah. So in general, we're just trying to spread the good word about sustainability. That's, that's what we're trying to do here. So yeah, I guess let's get into maybe sustainability in general. I had the idea of just defining sustainability. Uh, I looked up some definitions myself and also wanted us to have our own personal definitions. So I guess before I say anything, any actual specific definitions, what does sustainability mean to you, Xander? How would you define it? It's a Mm. loaded question and it's not easy to really narrow down sustainability into a, a sentence or two, but I don't know. Try your best. Right. I guess like for me, sustainability is really finding this equilibrium point between nature and like modern human lifestyle and just really being aware of the impact that we as individuals have and really um, participating together towards like just having the environment core to our understanding of what it means to be human and really working towards Uh, balancing our lives with nature and also just like being aware of the impact that you have as an individual and trying to minimize that impact and just striving towards kind of a carbon neutral lifestyle. So I wrote down two definitions, um, one from this website called environmentalscience.org. Pretty straightforward. Um, Their definition was sustainability is the study of how natural systems function, remain diverse, and produce everything it needs for the ecology to remain in balance. It also acknowledges that human civilization takes resources to sustain our modern way. So yeah, it's almost exactly what you said. It's keeping a balance between our modern living and the fact that we rely on nature and diversity to exist on this planet. So, yeah. I didn't even read your your document. That was was pretty good. (laughs) I was was pretty uh, impressed by that. So, yeah, they have three pillars of sustainability, which is economic development, social development, and environmental development, or sorry, environmental protection. So economic development is really the idea of how do we have I guess in a capitalist society, perpetual economic growth, and at the same time, maintain that balance between the environment and human life. Um, it's, I mean, that's not an easy subject to talk about. It's, I mean, probably we'll probably have an episode about that, honestly, in the future. Yeah, check out our episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'll be fun. So yeah, that's one of them. Social development is more about um, like for education. So educating people to be sustainable and learn about the environment and our relationship to it, as well as making sure that people have access to the basic resources for life and things like that. So, yeah. And then the third environmental protection, pretty self-explanatory, you know, finding the balance between taking from the environment and protecting it. So yeah, that's their goal or their, uh, not goal, their definition of sustainability. Uh, the other one that I found was from the EPA website, which I find a little ironic. Um, but 
Yeah, their definition is sustainability is based on a simple principle. Everything that we need for our survival and well-being depends either directly or indirectly on our natural environment. To pursue sustainability is to create and maintain the conditions under which humans and nature can exist in productive harmony to support present and future generations. Nice. So I like that they focus on future generations and posterity because that's one of the main reasons why I'm doing this is because I feel like past generations have screwed us essentially and we don't want to Sorry, do grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to do the same thing for the generations that come after us so yeah so i like the epa definition honestly it's pretty good it definitely can, talks about the balance between the environment and human uh human existence and also you know keeping the environment and the earth uh suitable for future generations so yeah i like that i think something important to keep in mind is really the the idea of technology improving and really enabling us to continue living the modern lifestyle that that we do but in a more sustainable way so you know really using technology as an avenue for our modern life in a sustainable way so you know renewable energy or other aspects of modern life but instead of using current methods of that are very carbon intensive you know moving towards something that's more sustainable but sustainable but something to really think about too is just the amount of resources that go into making something like a solar panel so you know once you have this as an energy source like that isn't producing very much carbon but then when you're manufacturing it like that process isn't isn't very carbon neutral so it's really it's this double-edged sword where we need to uh, develop technology but also be aware of the process of that development and really making that also sustainable so it's really just moving towards this absolute sustainable point where we aren't producing more waste because the population of humans is growing and people are going to live more and more modern lifestyles. So yeah, I was looking up statistics about population growth and there are a few articles talking about like where we'll max out in terms of population and where we're heading. And I guess people, not people, but well, they are people, but science scientists, (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) whoever the scientists are that figure out when the population will max out are saying oh maybe like 10.9 billion is one article that i saw by like 2100 um yeah we're almost at what 8 billion we're like 7 point something right now so i mean being a human by definition, you have to take resources from the earth, whether or not it's one human on earth, you know, you got to eat, you got to drink water. So you're going to take resources. So when there are 8 billion people, almost, that's a lot of resources being taken. And that's when sustainability becomes an issue because we, we need places to grow food and we need people to have access to water. And we need to find a way where we can do that. And at the same time, not, compromise the the environment and the existence of other species on earth so yeah why don't we talk about why sustainability matters to us um it seems like a pretty important point yeah uh so i guess for me uh hmm that's pretty like loaded it's it's a pretty loaded question but i think we really want this to be 
like a, a, a lifestyle. You know, it's, it's not really just about like being aware of the impact that you have, but it's also about like, uh, I'm going to say it again, but it's that community. It really comes back to just like creating this group of individuals who are passionate about the environment and really want to make a difference and like leverage technology and leverage our understanding of modern life and how we can really continue on the path that we are, but in a sustainable fashion, because I mean, we, we aren't humans aren't spending all their time, you know, working on the land and, you know, you spend all your time getting food and then you don't have any other time to do things. And now we live in a society where people can focus on art and not just farming. So just finding this way to really do, do this in a sustainable way. I don't know. What about you? Kind of what's your, what's your why? Um, well, I guess I kind of wanted to respond to one of the points you made because it's been something that's been on my mind recently is that with regard to technology and the potential that technology has, because, you know, I'm a huge advocate for science and technology and using it for good. Um, but at the same time, it does worry me that people will rely more and more on technology um, instead of, for example, like the most basic example that I can think of and the one that I'm also the most passionate about is just fossil fuel extraction. If we're extracting fossil fuels and pumping CO2, methane, whatever into the air, the main solution to that is the most obvious one, which is to do exactly what we're not doing, which is don't emit CO2 and don't emit methane into the air, like the outright solution to that. To some people, that doesn't seem realistic. So they rely on technology like carbon capture or carbon removal or other geoengineering ideas that kind of substitute the the general and easiest solution to the problem, which is to stop emitting CO2. So this is an example of, for me, like how technology, not that it can go too far, but that we can rely too much on it or use it in the wrong way. When it, instead of relying on technology, we can just change the way we're doing something. So it's just something that I wanted to bring up because it's something that I think a lot of people should think about is, you know, technology can be used for good, like developing more, um, uh, efficient solar panels and f or storing solar energy f for when you need it in the winter or something when there's not a lot of sunlight things like that like renewable technology but at the same time i don't want people to just rely on technology and think oh we can keep emitting fossil fuels and burning fossil fuels i mean and technology will just save us in the end and um we yeah we won't have to change our ways essentially yeah, man, I've seen Black Mirror. <laughs> uh, I think, like, I, I see your point and, like, I absolutely agree with it. Just, like, there is uh, just, you know, you know I, I just went to, my mind went to phones and just, like, watching people, you know, at a dinner table and everyone's just, like, on their phone, not really interacting with each other and, like, not really connecting. But I think another thing to think about is just the transition point that we're kind of currently in. Like, we need to stop using fossil fuels but we also need to you know transition into this like total neutral energy and life so the just the in-between is going to be a little confusing and hard to solve but i think 
like we're we're still going to have to burn fossil fuels to extract carbon from the air and do R&D and really like improve the sustainable technology. So it, it's definitely a double-edged sword, but I think like I'm hopeful, especially at the rate that technology is improving, that we'll be able to get to a point where we don't need to burn any more fossil fuel, but we need it currently in this transition state. So it's just like, I think that awareness around the, like where all the technology is coming from and the manufacturing process and kind of how sustainable that aspect of technology is and really, you know, trying to make the process carbon neutral. And then eventually, you know, you could buy carbon credits, you can plant some trees, you can use carbon extraction. Like there are ways to get CO2 out of the air using technology or just, you know, good old trees and mother nature. But it's going to be, it's definitely a combination of the two. So yeah, I guess for me, it's just making sure that we don't rely on technology and forget that we need to change our, our social paradigms, I guess, of the way we treat the environment and nature you know it can't just be it's not one or the other they need to work together and we can't just be like oh technology will save us or like some entrepreneur with this great idea will save us you know it has to be a full-blown effort by everybody i think i guess like uh like singapore for example they're really trying to create these buildings that balance like inside and outside living and like really finding this this balance between like humans and nature because you know if you go back humans lived in nature now we've kind of created this modern society where we've kind of stepped out of our natural habitat to an extent if you want to say that and kind of figuring out how to live in in the world and in nature but still having like all the security that our modern lifestyle has given us like, you know, our, our life span has drastically increased and, you know, the quality of living has increased. So it's, it's really just all about balance, you know, like being aware of the impact and figuring out how to balance that and then eventually get to a point where we aren't reliant on burning fuel. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I guess we kind of got sidetracked there, but um, <laughs> um so yeah, for me, I guess it's it's just the facts that are presented to me and that I read about that show, hey, we're not living very sustainably. We need to change our ways. Um, one of the more recent ones was this article uh, that talked about how based, um, based on this uh, study and findings by Let's see, a United Nations panel, the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. They essentially released an article that said that up to a million plant and animal species are going to face extinction within decades because of our activities. So reading about something like that and the fact that diversity, which was part of the part of the definition of sustainability that I read earlier from the environmentalscience.org, diversity does not really stand a chance if we're going to maintain the way we're living right now and polluting. So these kinds of, of studies and, and articles that I read about are really the reason. And it's not, they're not just studies and articles. Like it's the reality they're reflecting what's happening in the world. So this reality of how we're treating the earth and our effect on the earth is like very depressing and sad. And I hate to read about it. So 
that's why I care about sustainability and that's why I'm trying to make a difference by spreading the word about it. So this, this specific article also said that agricultural activities have the largest impact on ecosystems. Um, so, and this project of ours of Xander and I's is also going to focus largely on agriculture and the way we get our food, because first of all, food is essential to live and it's one of the least sustainable activities that we do on earth right now, like especially animal agriculture when it comes to like deforestation and things like that. So that is the main reason why I care about sustainability and why I'm talking about it today. Um, uh, and oh, speaking of agriculture, another statistic that I had written down was uh, from, it's a little out, not really outdated, but it's from earlier this decade, 2012. And it talked about how agriculture is produces one third of global greenhouse gas emissions. So clearly it is not sustainable and it's something that needs to be completely transformed in order for us to make any kind of difference, whether that is getting food locally, divesting from animal agriculture personally by not eating it or eating less of it, um, things like that. So those are two huge reasons why I find uh, sustainability to be necessary. Yeah, I think the this podcast is really a great avenue for presenting that data to really, you know, inspire other people like we've kind of been inspired to make an impact and say like like to show how our current lifestyle isn't sustainable and just you know here are some facts like one third of global emissions come from agriculture like that's crazy and thinking about how like how big of a problem that is to solve and how many people there are on this planet and how many people need to eat just like the amount of like the just the biomass of the fuel of the food that we produce. So I guess part of that is also if I don't know if this is just something that I'm remembering wrong, but I, I feel like I've heard several times, like we produce enough food to feed everybody uh, on the planet. It's just the distribution that is completely wrong and the people that need it the most don't get it. And uh, the people who need it the least get too much of it and then dispose of it. And yeah, so it's, it's a really messed up situation. I think I heard that like one, if you have five bags of groceries, yeah, you essentially just drop one in the parking lot. Like that's how much food waste is ha- is present. It's just there's so much food waste. Yeah, and the two jobs that I work use a lot of food, and it's pretty disheartening to see that happen because when you work in a place that goes through a lot of food and you see all the waste, well, the food that is being wasted. Um, and you think, wow, that's a lot of food, but then you just imagine that's happening everywhere in hundreds of places in one city. And then think of the thousands of cities in one country and then the hundreds of countries in the world. And, um, when you think about it on that scale, it's pretty ridiculous how much food we go through and how much we waste. I guess like kind of in that vein, just like understanding the impact that we have as individuals and how that kind of builds up and how there are just so many people on this planet and how, you know, it doesn't really feel like, you know, eating uh, red meat one less time a week has an impact. But if you think about that adding up over a month or a year or 10 years and then other people around you also doing that, just the, the amount of 
red meat that could be cut down and just the amount of emissions from that reduction in consumption is is drastic and just being just being aware of it you know so we really just want this to be a a place for people to learn feel inspired and you know try to make some moves and make some changes and you know have this be a a two-way street and a dialogue yeah and i guess if we're going to um I haven't really prepared any positive news for uh, the end of this episode, but I do have something maybe that um, that may motivate people to actually want to do something. The fact that things are going to get uh, worse before they get better when it comes to, for example, climate change, you know, it's, it's, it's almost certain that uh, the CO2 that we have emitted and the fossil fuels that we've burned through are going to cause problems in the future and there's no way to um to stop that it's it's like a delayed reaction by the by the earth essentially um but we can mitigate those what's the word i'm looking for we can mitigate the effects there we go (laughs) the effects (laughs) we can mitigate the effects um of of those emissions and in the the ipcc document the intergovernmental panel on climate change there's a big difference between a 1.5 degree celsius rise in temperature and a two degree celsius rise in temperature and it is completely possible to reduce the temperature the global temperature rise by that 0.5 degree celsius uh, mark so um i think there was a um hold on i'm just gonna find this real quick edit time you know it is looking for the article aha found it yeah so the risk of local species losses and consequently the risks of extinction are much less in a 1.5 degree celsius versus a two degree celsius warmer world and that's a a high confidence uh, prediction by them so the statistic there is that the number of species projected to lose over half of their climatically determined geographic range at two degrees celsius global warming is um 18% of insects, 16% of plants, and 8% of vertebrates is projected to be reduced to half of that, 6%, well, for insects, even less than half, um, 6% of insects, 8% of plants, and 4% of vertebrates at 1.5 degrees Celsius warming. So we know that things are going to get worse. It's a fact that (laughs) that has been studied and uh, even if some people don't believe it, I do. And I think the large majority of the scientific community believes that our emissions in the past are going to cause problems for us in the future. And there's no way we can stop those. But there are ways to stop our current emissions or reduce them at least to prevent the damage that's going to be caused. Um, and I think, like I guess, speaking of you know previous emissions, uh, our next podcast episode is going to be about the history of sustainability so tune in in a couple weeks for that episode where we really are going to dive into you know perception of sustainability and perception of climate activism and you know what the changes in that have been and kind of getting a more broad overview of the current state and the past state of environmentalism in america and the rest of the world we're gonna have some fun too so get ready yeah All right. Well, we did it. That was the first episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, send us some emails because we we want to hear from you.
and we want this to be a conversation and a community. So cool. See you in two weeks. Bye.